This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, September 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Grimway to leave California. Ross calls for legal status. Newsom adds more climate action. And farm groups appeal for PPE and testing. The world's top carrot producer may leave California. Grimway Farms may be following through on a threat to leave California due to the high cost of farming in the state. Grimway leads the world in carrot production and is one of the country's top organic producers as well, managing 50,000 acres of vegetables. The family-owned company is exploring opportunities to sell its operation in Kern County, which generates about $130 million in annual earnings and could be worth 10 times as much. That according to business news outlet, Merger Market. We're regulated to death, Grimway President Jeff Huckabee told AgriPulse last year. California is by far the most difficult state to deal with that we farm in of seven states. Huckabee said one of the biggest factors is the extra cost for bringing H-2A guest workers to the state. In other states, the lower cost of doing business balances out the H-2A expense. This is compounded in California by the minimum wage increase and lack of workers. Huckabee also noted the rising cost of water due to the implementation of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. Ross, undocumented farm workers must get legal status. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross said immigration reform, quote, has to happen and undocumented farm workers should get legal status. She made her comments at a talk yesterday for Governor Gavin Newsom's Climate Action Day Summit. If we don't seize this moment and build trust between the employer and worker community to really improve the economy and the diversity of our economy going forward, shame on us, she said. Ross said the state has been implementing stronger farm worker protections and should not return to the status quo once the pandemic is over. She also noted that specialty crop growers have been impacted by climate change and many are interested in playing a role in mitigation. But at the end of the day, if farmers don't believe that they can help lead this change and be the solution, it will be a challenge to bring all the farming community with us on this pathway, she cautioned. On that note, the governor's office released a framework for investing state pension dollars into climate initiatives. Included in the report, the finance department recommends green assets like regenerative agriculture. The governor also launched a volunteer climate initiative for Californians. Among the household climate solutions, it recommends planting trees, donating unused food, and composting food waste. Newsom signs bill to assess climate costs on ag. Newsom yesterday signed Senate Bill 1320. The bill aims to provide a sector-by-sector analysis of the fiscal liabilities of climate change in California. The mega drought is here now, said Los Angeles Assembly Member Henry Stern in May. Groundwater subsistence is here right now. The potential fallowing of farmland, it's all very scary. California Farm Bureau and other ag groups appealed to Pence for PPE testing. Farmers are still struggling to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Nearly 170 farm groups are calling for federal help in getting personal protective equipment and COVID-19 testing resources for farm workers as we continue to promote the health and safety of our farm employees and rural communities. The pleas came with a letter yesterday to Vice President Mike Pence, head of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. The group signing on include the National Council of Farm Cooperatives, the American Farm Bureau Federation, state and county farm bureaus, the National Farmers Union, and a host of commodity organizations. The groups want the task force to prioritize PPE and future vaccine distribution for the food and fiber supply chain and also ensure that testing resources and prompt test results are readily accessible to ag employers. Getting test results promptly is also a challenge, according to the groups. In some regions, it has taken almost two weeks for COVID-19 test results, which creates an increased risk of disease spread and potentially delays agriculture productivity, the letter says. Also on the group's wish list, alternative housing structures such as FEMA trailers to facilitate social distancing and help with COVID-19 mitigation expenses. Dems and GOP trade barbs amid COVID aid impasse. House Democrats are moving to put a new coronavirus relief package that could be on the floor next week. It will be scaled back from the House-passed HEROES Act, which would cost more than $3 trillion. But at $2.4 trillion, it will still be far too expensive for Republicans. GOP leaders quickly denounced the Democratic move as a political stunt. We should be helping those who really need it. The airlines need help. The schools need help. And we should be able to work together. At House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy of California speaking with reporters yesterday. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer of Maryland said Democrats' goal simply to negotiate a deal with the White House. That's what our focus is, trying to get an agreement before we go home. Keep in mind, the HEROES Act included $33 billion in aid for agriculture, plus another $35 billion in expanded food assistance, including a 15% increase in SNAP benefits. EU preps public for drive to increase organic farming. The EU recently delayed the start date for its overhaul of organic farming rules until 2022. But the bloc of countries isn't waiting to try to get the public excited about it and help farmers make the transition into organic, according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The European Commission this month kicked off a public consultation effort to tie in the new regulations with the EU Green Deal, which aims to see at least 25% of farmland in the bloc dedicated to organic production by 2030. Clock ticks for passage of water resources bill. Soybean industry leaders are optimistic that a water resources authorization bill will still pass this year, even though lawmakers will be on an extended break ahead of the November election. We're hopeful that since this is so bipartisan in nature, that this will keep this bill on the docket for the end of the legislative year. Alexa Kambelik, Director of Government Affairs for the American Soybean Association, said on an AgriPulse webinar yesterday. The House version of the bill passed that chamber by a voice vote. The Senate version was approved in committee unanimously, but is yet to get a four vote. Roundup case stays on hold for settlements. 
A federal judge is keeping a lid on further roundup litigation until November 2nd as Bayer and plaintiff's lawyers work on settlements to address lawsuits alleging exposure to the herbicide caused cancer. U.S. District Judge Vince Jahabria held a brief case management conference yesterday where he heard Special Master Ken Feinberg, who is mediating the matter, express optimism that thousands more lawsuits would be settled by November 2nd. About 44,000 of approximately 125,000 lawsuits have been settled. Bayer says it's accelerating efforts to finalize and implement current settlements and that it isn't unusual for a settlement of this size involving a large number of law firms can take months before it's finalized. The company announced in June it planned to spend between $8.8 and $9.6 billion to settle about three-fourths of the 125,000 current claims. Here's today's He Said It. Agriculture's pollution arising not just from fertilizer but pesticides, antibiotics, and soil degradation is far-reaching and no program to reverse California's growing environmental disarray can succeed without curbing it. That Jock Leslie, an L.A. Times columnist promoting the Central Coast Water Board's Ag Order 4.0. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, September 25th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.